0: Welcome to the Unorthodox Christian, I am your host, Friar Tuck, and today is all about faith. Three major world religions all begin with one central character – a man by the name of Abraham. Islam traces their beginnings to Ishmael, Abraham's first son. The Jews and the Christians both trace their roots through Isaac, Abraham's second son, but his first legitimate son through his wife Sarah. What is it about Abraham that makes him so special? How did this Sumerian become the father of three religions, and is there anything about his life that we can learn from? Well, that's what we want to find out today. According to the ancient writings of Beginnings, Abram's father Terah took his family and set off from Ur, which was along the Euphrates River near the Persian Gulf, to go live along the Mediterranean Sea in the land of Canaan. Abraham Originally, was named Abram, but later changed it to Abraham. It was a little easier to do back then, although I heard that a popular restaurant in Taiwan was offering free sushi to anyone named Salmon, and people swarmed the offices to change their name to Salmon to get free sushi. But I digress. So Abram's father planned to take his family to the land of Canaan, which brings up a whole bunch of questions like... Did God originally call Terah? Well, we'll never know because Terah ended up staying in Haran, a city to the north of Ur. To understand why, you need a map and a little history. If you look on a map at Ur and Canaan, the Syrian desert lies directly between them. There is no way to cross this desert, so travelers had to travel up the Euphrates River into southern Turkey to a city named Haran. From here, you could travel southwest into the land of Canaan. During this time in history, Haran was a bustling trade city between civilizations to the north, Egypt to the southwest, and Babylon. Haran was a great place to live and find work to support your family. So Teras settled here and died here. His original plan was to go to Canaan, but he stopped short in a place that met all of his needs. This is very important to the story, as you will see. So, Terah dies, and God calls Abram to leave his family and move to Canaan, a place he should have already been. Abram listens to God and leaves the comfort and security of his family, friends, and work to go to an unknown land. Now, we have to remember that this is in ancient times where your safety and security were found in your people group or your city. History is filled with stories of battles between groups of people which were basically one city taking over another city. So to leave your group could be suicide, especially if you're a foreigner who's coming to live in your land. Think about how much Americans don't like immigrants coming into their country and taking land and jobs. It was the same back then. So Abram, or Abraham, travels into this foreign country like God tells him to do, leaving his past behind. It takes a lot of faith to make such a drastic change. To leave what is known to go to the unknown? Trusting that a loving God will provide what you need when God was the one who told you to go? that requires a great deal of faith. Faith has been described as being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you cannot see. Jesus said this about this kind of faith, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap, store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? In a time where safety and security is entwined into all aspects of our culture, I find it can be difficult to believe this. We have insurance for everything, We have savings accounts, grocery stores and fast foods, unemployment, houses and police and fire and hospitals and everything. My life doesn't require this type of faith. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Tara chose this kind of life over the risky life of Canaan. All I know is the world was changed and three world religions exist thousands of years later because Abraham took a leap of faith. Who knows what God wants to do through you? So Abraham and his nephew Lot are in a new country, and they look out over the land to decide where to live. Here we see another time where Abraham shows his deep faith in God. Instead of choosing first, Abraham turned to his nephew and told him he could choose first where to live, and Abraham would choose after him. The book of Genesis tells a story like this, So Abram said to Lot, Let's not have any quarreling between you and me, for we are close relatives. Is not the whole land before you? Let's part company. If you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. So Lot looked around and saw the whole plain of the Jordan towards Zoar, were well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of Jordan and set out toward the east. The two men parted company. Abraham lived in the land of Canaan while Lot lived among the cities of the plain pitched his tents near Sodom. One of the most difficult parts of faith is giving up one's illusions of control. When you start peeling back the layers of our illusions, you quickly find that most of our life is out of our control. What we eat, the clothes we wear, unless you make your own clothes, the jobs we have, our health as we have learned from this pandemic. When you are driving, you think you are in control, but what happens when someone else decides to drive drunk and crashes into you? You can't control that. What happens when you lose your job because of a takeover? And it's not all doom and gloom either. When you are the one millionth shopper and you win a prize, or your life is saved by a stranger, most of our life is out of our control, even though we think we are in control. Faith requires us to give up our illusions of control and trust that a loving God is the one who is in complete control. Abraham trusted that God would give him all he needs no matter where he lived. Giving Lot first pick really didn't matter in the big picture. Much of the stress of our lives is closely tied to our attempts to control our lives or our family's lives. We are either focused on the past or trying to control the future, and we lose out on the present moment, the only moment that really matters. When we trust that we have all we need for the future, we find a freedom in letting go of our illusions and experience life as it was intended to be. Faith is trusting God will still be here in the next moment, day, year, or lifetime. This is not a promise of riches and protection. This is a promise that whatever happens to us, God is there with us in that moment, giving us all we need For that moment. This is why generosity is so important. Abraham was generous in giving Lot the first choice in land. There are hungry and hurt people in the world, but God has given mankind enough resources for everyone if we share. Someone might ask, but there's starving people or homeless people or abused people. Where's God's provision and all that? That's a tough question. I don't know of any answer other than me. Faith Asks me to love and share what God has blessed me with. If we all live in this kind of faith, I believe there'd be enough. When I got sick almost 10 years ago, I desperately searched for answers to the why questions. Why did this happen to me? Why won't God take it away? Why do I deserve this? You see, most of my understanding of how God works centered around what God wanted to do with me. What was God's will for my life and how does it fit into it? A friend of mine asked me a difficult question that haunts me still to this day. What if it's not for you? What if your being sick is what it takes to develop the character of someone else? Would that be good enough? I wanted to know, no, that's not a good enough answer. But then I spent some time rolling over to my mind, which I tend to do with things like this. Abraham was given a promise by God as he entered this new life. The story says, the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had parted from him, Look around from where you are to the north and to the south, to the east and the west. All the land you see I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dusts of the earth, so that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it all to you. God's Promise God's Promise was that he would bless Abraham for generations to come, and his offspring would be too many to count. This is true, as here we are thousands of years later, still influenced by his faith. But here's the thing. Abraham wouldn't live to see any of it. One son he has to banish, and the other only has a couple of children. So Abraham only sees half of his children grow up, and only a couple of grandkids. This is not exactly fulfillment, Of I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth too many to count. So the promise to Abraham wouldn't actually come in his lifetime. What if the promise your life is meant to bless someone else? This is a faith that goes beyond yourself and lives in a type of love that is sacrificial. This is a love that says, I love you more than I love my own life. Now, later in time, one of Abraham's descendants lived this kind of faith to show us what it really looks like. He went as far as even to surrender his life to show how much he loves us. This man was Jesus. When we trust God to provide all we need while letting go of our illusions of control, it frees us to live and love sacrificially. Maybe you've seen this to be true in your own life. Oftentimes, the people who have very little are the most generous of people. There's a simplicity to life that makes faith crucial to living the way God created us to live. Last time we talked about how God treasures us more than anything else. People matter more than things. Faith allows us to value people more than things because we trust that God cares for us too and will give us all we need for life. The good news of God's lifestyle is that we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Today has enough to keep us busy if we choose to live in the moment. My friends, some would say that faith in God is about inviting God into your life, but God has already been in your life. You just might not have been aware of it. Faith is not about going to heaven someday. It's about living in the presence of God now. Faith is not focused on freedom from sin. It's focused on freedom to live in real reality. God's reality. So may you find freedom as you let go of your illusions of control. May you see the God who has always been there with you, giving you all you need for life and godliness. And may you love others as you live sacrificially, knowing that your life is not just about you, because love wins. We close our time with a song from How's Kelly called Better.